Welcome to the Real Estate Trainer Podcast with your host, Brian Eisenhower. This podcast is brought to you by Eisenhower Coaching and Consulting. ICC provides customized and structured coaching and training programs for real estate agents and team leaders, representing many of the top producing agents in North America. ICC also offers broker and owner consulting on agents recruiting, training, and retention. For more info, visit EisenhowerCoaching.com or find us on Facebook. Look at how few homes we've been building compared to the past. This is the average. Look at how few homes we've been building for what is now about 12 years. See that? You know how far behind that makes us? I mean, it's crazy how long it's going to take to get out of this. The 2022 housing market, 2023 housing market, and the lack of housing supply and what that's projecting to do to, to, uh, to prices and what we can expect and how that's going to change the real estate industry for real estate agents. And it's, you know, pretty neat stuff in there. And I really do think it's going to change a lot of how, how real estate agents do business very, very quickly. But if you watch 60 Minutes, their 15 minute segment on the housing market, it's so interesting how it talks about the increasingly high percentage of high volume investors are buying up the United States. And it's interesting because if you go back 20 years ago, 25 years ago, you know, you had about 60, 60, 65% of America owned their own home. And then, you know, recently it got up to like 75%. Guess where it's headed? Way down. In all likelihood, it's probably going to go down below 50%. And because you hear the, 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 uh, the dumb money, what I call, you know, versus the smart money. The smart money thinks prices are going to go up. The dumb money says they're not going to go up because buyer demand can't keep going up with it because of affordability. Well, 60 Minutes kind of squashed all that on Sunday night. They basically said, no, the American dream is the American dream for a reason. It's a dream. Not everybody gets it. <laughs> and investors know that because everybody, what everybody needs is a roof over their head. They don't need to own that roof. So that's why all the big hedge funds, BlackRock, uh, you know, real estate investment trusts, monster corporations, monster flippers, monster holders, Berkshire Hathaway, everyone is in Goldman Sachs. They're just buying up property right now all over the place because as we said, rents are going through the roof and they'll continue to. Because you know, people, it's a commodity and we do not have enough of a housing supply. So that's the idea is, you know, how can prices keep going up? Well, they, they must keep going up if we don't have supply. That's the general fundamental principle of economics. So for those of you that went to college and you did other subjects and you didn't take economics, you just, just know that one bit. Prices will go up if there's not enough supply. That's all you got to remember. Demand doesn't even really matter. Supply is what matters. Supply is what matters. Demand will find a way. Because if there's not enough supply, someone's gonna get become a capitalist, get in there and make some money off it because there's a lack of supply. And that's what's happening. Right now, houses in North America are like blood diamonds. People are doing whatever they can to get them. Whatever they can to get them. 
And that is projected to continue for years, years. So someone just put in there, I, I, I didn't even tell him to do that. It's a newbie, a guy who's pretty new to real estate, although he's a very successful, put in there, rates are gonna be to six to 7%. Anybody been in real estate for more than 15 years? Anybody on here? Bill has, Does that scare you, Bill? Six to 7% interest rates? No, no, that's pretty low for most of us, Hal. In fact, let's take a look at it. I've shown you this before. Let's, let's talk about what interest rates do. So first, you've seen this before, right? This is housing prices going back to 1955. Like, you can see, you know, prices always increased. And in the 80s, they really started to take off after a little recession at the early part of the 80s. Things really started to take off. And then we stabilized a little bit in the early 90s and then it continued to take off. And then of course we had this recession that we all know about in 2007, eight, nine. And then in a few years we were back and things are taking off again. But for the nutshell, we got a pretty straight steady real estate always goes up with a few corrections in there nothing major relatively speaking if you can hang on for a bit prices will always come back and they keep going up very steady that's housing prices going back to 1955. i know people say what goes up must go down but if you look at that chart mm, i don't know it seems like they always just kind of go up there's a few dips but if you can just hang on through a few years you're pretty okay Seeing as the average homeowner stays in their house five years, as long as you stay in it for the average amount of time, you always get your equity back. And that is actually historically proven. No exceptions. Even if you bought at the top of 2006 and waited to 2011, you got it back. Okay? Now, let's take a look at mortgage rates now. Check out mortgage rates. Look where they were in the 80s when, when things started going up. The average mortgage rate was somewhere between 18% and at its very lowest in the 80s, we're down here around 10%. Guys, there has never really been a hotter market until now than the 80s. I mean, think about Miami Vice and white jackets and all the luxury of the Reagan years and Corvettes and Ferraris and Thomas Magnum. I mean, you know, there was, I mean, cocaine was prolific because of how rich everybody was throughout the country. The roaring 80s was a booming economy with high interest rates trying to slow down a booming housing market. As I showed you, Housing prices steadily went up through this whole period. I mean, keep going. Rates dropped, didn't speed anything up. It just kept going up. That's why demand doesn't matter. Supply is what matters. If there's a lack of supply, prices will go up. Ignore, and that's the key. You gotta have tunnel vision like a racehorse. You gotta put your blinders up. What about the pandemic? Didn't matter. Almost everyone in the country said that everything's gonna crash. People getting on TV saying, realtors, cut your expenses. Guess what, it boomed. Election year, craziest election in history. So crazy people marched on the Capitol and invaded the Capitol. <laughs> Didn't matter. Prices kept going up. Now interest rates are going up. Oh, not that shocking. There's a war. It's not, you know. We've pretty much had everything hit us. The key is how is supply and demand? 
That's the key. That's what your economics professor is going to tell you. Take a look at those two and try to ignore everything else because supply will always trump every other factor. High interest rates are not going to matter. Now, that's if you think there's going to be high rates. That's if you think, and I'm not convinced there is. And let me explain that to you guys, okay? I do realize the Federal Reserve, the governor of the Federal, Chairman Powell came out and said, we are going to systematically increase the federal funds rate and the federal discount rate over the course of this year. He didn't say anything about the mortgage interest rate. The reason is because we don't have control over the mortgage interest rate. It's not set by the government. I want you all to know this because I'm so tired of agents trying to act like economists that don't understand the economy. And then they say these things on social media to their clients. Human beings cannot set mortgage rates. They are tied to an open market algorithm based on economic performance that is primarily dictated by the sales of 10-year treasury bonds or T-bills. When people start to say that they're going to raise the mortgage rate, they do not sound like intelligent humans because no one's going to raise the mortgage rate. Now, I will say this, many times in history, the federal discount rate, which is the rate that banks lend to each other, and the government does set that, is done to slow down a very hot economy. And that is what's happening right now. That will sometimes cause people to panic and buy safer bets, get out of the stock market, get out of riskier bets and buy 10-year treasury bills. And then that will actually cause mortgage rates to rise. That does happen. It doesn't always happen because what's happened in the past is the federal government over the last 20 years, and I don't care about politics because it doesn't really matter which political side you're on, Republican or Democrat, they both do this. They, they, I know Republicans like to say they're not big spenders, but no one spends more. That's for darn sure. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Um, they love, and we've never stopped, buying back mortgage-backed securities to manually try. They found out, George Bush did, how to find, how to keep mortgage rates low. And they keep saying they're going to stop and get off the crack, stop doing drugs. But no president's done it yet. Not for long. They threatened it. Obama threatened it. He didn't do it. Trump threatened it. He didn't do it. They always find an excuse. Pandemic, war, something. Some reason we have to manually keep rates low to keep the economy going. It also magically helps them get reelected when there's a good economy. So sooner or later, someone's going to stop doing it and they're going to take one for the team because that is going to cause things. So we're going to see what happens with the current administration. See if they own up and really do allow them to go up or not because they know how to control them now. They can actually let the Federal Reserve raise rates on banks and business, but keep mortgage rates low especially if they think there's a problem with home ownership. See where I'm getting here? See where I'm getting? We need to keep them low because people can't afford houses otherwise. 
And it just so happens it'll make the economy go crazy and get me reelected. It's really easy to find excuses, guys. So don't make assumptions you don't know. They may go up. They've been saying they're going to go up absolutely with absolute assurance for the last 20 years <laughs> and they haven't maybe this is the year they finally do go up as anticipated if they do that doesn't mean housing prices aren't going to continue to skyrocket it will not even remotely affect housing prices all that will do is drive investors into houses more because more and more people are not going to be able to afford to buy because rate housing prices are going up and interest rates, monthly payments to afford them is going up. And it just pumps the tenant base even further. So that's what happens if mortgage rates go up. More and more people cannot buy homes. But again, that doesn't help the supply problem. So because we've got a supply problem, prices keep going up. It's not really a problem. If you get paid as a percentage of commissions based on sales volume, at least. Make sense? So I think I've proven youth historically, interest rates do not have a negative impact on housing prices. I also want you to not be surprised if they don't go up because just because the, the Fed chairman's raising the discount rate doesn't mean the mortgage rate will fall, okay? So what I don't want you to hear be saying is things like this. Rates are going up. Oh yeah, which rate? They raise the rates. Be careful with who they is. Pronouns are such dangerous things. Like they stole my car. They took my stuff. Don't be one. That's what kids say. That's little kids. At least pretend you have a semblance of an education and you can speak beyond pronouns and cavemen grunts. Be a professional. Because it can be misconstrued in a big way and it can make you look dumb. I don't want you to look dumb. Okay. All right. So does that make sense? You can kind of see that. So let's talk about that housing supply. Let's talk about this. You're going to love this. Talk about wanting stuff. You're going to want, want, want. Okay, so this is a timeline. We're going to go back all the way to 2015. We're not going to go back nearly as far with this guy. This is housing supply, okay? And you can see it's kind of seasonal, right? You know, summer, we got a bunch of listings at the market and then winter. And then 2016, and this is still a hot seller's market. All the way back in 15, we had housing prices going up, right? And then... You can see 2016 and then we dip down and then, you know, so it's slowly, slowly, we're just running out of inventory as our population increases and we're not building new homes. And then we dip down and again, another, you know, 50,000 in inventory. Um, and then all of a sudden we got a little bump in interest rates for a little bit and you can see it didn't do too much here. Um, slightly higher inventory, but prices kept going up. See how that happened? In 2018, we got slightly higher rates. Really didn't do much. I mean, we, you know, we a little bit more inventory, but housing prices kept going up. This is all still a ridiculously hot seller's market. And then, you know, we dipped down again like normal, and then the pandemic hit. And all of a sudden, it's like, oh my God, we love our houses because we have to live in them. Wow! All the way down to here. Now we're playing around in these levels. And we're even lower again. This is last year and now we're, you know, everybody's getting out of the pandemic and boom, here we are again. All the fact, take your face masks off, run around, kiss each other with open mouths, whatever, no one really cares. And, you know, boom, we still have less inventory. Crazy, 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 crazy. Absolutely nuts. 
So that's kind of the history of it to give you an idea. Now, let me show you kind of why that is. Take a look, we're going back to 1970, and this shows you how many new homes were built every single year, going into the 90s now. And you can see starting in the 90s, we started to build a lot of houses. This is when the big national home builders finally came online, the Syntexes, the Pulteys, the Lennars, the DR Hortons, the McMillans, the big dudes. And they just started building homes, you know, buying up, building thousands of houses at once. And then leading up to our last housing boom in 2003, four, five, and six, you can see, look at it, and they, they built record numbers of homes. And they, for the first time ever, oversupplied the market. Well, not the first time ever. You can see back here in the mid 70s, they did it before. And then we had a quick little dip for a couple of years and boom, we were right back again. Same deal here. Oversupplied the market at historic levels. And then boom, housing crisis, recession. And ever since, look at how few homes we've been building compared to the past. This is the average. Look at how few homes we've been building for what is now about 12 years. See that? You know how far behind that makes us? I mean, it's crazy how long it's gonna take to get out of this. And, and I think it's a good problem because I'm in real estate. I believe home prices going up. I'm also a capitalist. I believe housing prices going up is a very good thing. I do realize there's going to be some casualties. Some people, like if you've got kids that are 25 years old, they never own a home. That is, that is distinctly possible. <laughs> it is, there's a lot of people that may never achieve the dream of home ownership. But as my dad would say, they sure do make great tenants. Just kidding. Not really. Watch. So now you can see, and I think I've shown you this before, this lays homes built in millions up against population growth in millions. Okay? And if you look here, this is by decade. And you can see just about, you know, going back to the Great Depression was the last time we did not build many houses because we didn't have hammers and nails or food or bread. But we made babies because that's what we do. We are good at making babies. And every year since then, that amount of homes built was pretty, pretty similar to the amount of babies born. Population growth and new home growth are pretty similar here. Until the Great Recession happened in the late 2000s and it wiped out all the home builders. And the home builders that remained were very skittish. Rather than building a thousand homes at once, they were building two at once on spec, you know, like going slow one at a time. Didn't want to get caught with their neck stuck out there. And look at this disparity. Almost five times more people from 2000 to 2010 than there were homes built. In fact, I mean, we have to go all the way back to like the 1930s, the New Deal era to find a time in America when fewer homes were built than this entire decade of prosperity. If that's not crazy, I mean, seriously guys, that, I mean, that gets to a point. So when people say housing prices are gonna go up 15% over the next three years each year, that's why they're saying it. 
because you know how long it takes to get enough houses built to get supply caught up with demand. I mean, that can take a while. That can take a while. I mean, it, 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 we're, we're literally looking at a scenario here where many people, and I think many of you saw the article in Fortune that came out, I think it was yesterday. Here, I'll show it to you. I'm gonna share it with you now. So this article came out in Fortune and it was based on a Zillow study. And <clears throat> Zillow and a guy named Lance Lambert, who sources the S&P and Dow Jones indices and Zillow are forecasting. This is where we are in February of 2022. And this is the percentage of home price appreciation each year, you know, from 19 to 20 every single month. You know, we're looking at year month over month, year over year of 5% increases. And then all of a sudden pandemic happens and we're looking, you know, 10% year over year, 20% year over year. We're up here, you know, around 19 to 20% year over year. They're saying it's going to start going up faster in in price over the next year. Okay. So in other words, it's just starting. Home price appreciation is going to go up at a faster rate in the future. So if people are waiting for prices to come down, especially if their new excuse for inaction is interest rates, I got to see my charts, man. Rates aren't going to change supply and demand. Nothing will ever trump a shortage of supply. Okay. So that's the idea. I mean, there's that much still ahead of us to go. So waiting on rates, I mean, and plus you're going to wait on rates like what do you wait, wait on interest rates to go up <laughs> and then you're going to buy <laughs> at high interest rates. You know, that's, that's a little bit more expensive than higher prices are, right? You got to pay those over the life of a 30 year loan. It's quite a bit more money. Makes sense. So all that means is not only if prices are going to go up, if the government lates rates go up without manually altering the open market algorithm to keep them down, it's going to get real expensive to buy a house. Rents are really going to go up, okay? And I'm going to share with you guys again that 60 minutes video. Remember, at about 15 minutes into the video, you can see the 60 minutes episode from last Sunday on your own time. You're going to have to scroll through some commercials and, and sit through those. But you're going to see when you look through there, they start talking about how last year, I think it was 20, maybe 30% of all home sales came from investor purchases, big investor purchases, real estate investment trusts, hedge funds, things like that. They expect that to go up this year. So that's where your buyer demand comes from, those guys. And guess what they don't care about? Interest rates, because they don't use loans. They are the lenders. Make sense? So if they, if all that does is take those of us buying with loans out of the market and they buy more and more, which makes real estate even more valuable because it's harder and harder to get, which drives prices up more and more. Blood diamonds, blood diamonds, blood diamonds. See how interest rates actually can perpetuate prices to go up even faster. 
All of that is true if supply remains low, which I don't see. Here's why supply must remain low, guys. We're still building at a rate that is below the national average. Okay, the, the below it. So we're getting further and further behind. We're not catching up. Okay, to pick that up, here's what has to happen. People have to buy dirt, get it subdivided and approved by local city government. Hmm, there's a fast process. They gotta get streets poured, they gotta get electrical in, they gotta get courage. Courage is tough to build enough of them at once. There aren't, I mean, look at every subdivision of every new construction development you know of. There's not enough of them. They're just not big enough. They're just chicken. The reason we got behind is what we've been talking about. They're afraid. There are no more home builders. They're all bankrupt after the recession in 2006. There's only a few around. Syntex doesn't exist anymore. Pulte's gone. McMillan's gone. You know, are barely around. I mean, most of those guys, you know, they, they got their necks so far out. They just don't build at a big level. And then the ones that do are afraid of that happening again. They don't pay attention to these charts. That's why you're the experts. You know what no one else knows now. Trust me. They just think that what goes up must come down. It's just not true in real estate. It just happens like once every hundred years and it's really easy to see. Those of us that were in the market that really sold a lot of real estate that were in it, we saw what was coming two years in advance. It was really easy to see. Houses just didn't sell fast anymore. And there was, you know, 10 times more new home subdivisions all over your town. And they were selling for prices less than resale homes. That's the key into paper. When new home construction is dramatically cheaper than anything you can get resale because they're not selling. They will pull resale values down and that's how home prices go down and everything goes down. Make sense? There, That is not happening. <laughs> that is so far from happening. That is years, if not decades from happening. We'll see it coming. It's not like houses just appear out of nowhere and the market crashes. You'll see it coming. You'll hear me screaming about it. It's coming sooner or later. I'm not saying it right now, but it will happen. We will oversupply this market. That's what open markets do. It's just not gonna happen anytime soon. Make sense? That's why all the smart money, smart money being hedge funds, guys that have jets, big helicopters, people that are worth billions, venture capitalists, they are buying real estate with reckless abandon right now because they know it's gonna be forever before prices come down. It's the dumb money. Smart money's buying it. The dumb money's cautious. The people that don't know about economics, that don't know these charts, the ones that are afraid, people that don't have a lot of money to lose. I hate to call them dumb money, but they, they don't, you know, they don't realize the opportunity they're missing. So they're ignorant to it. Or the smart money that does this kind of stuff, investing for a, for a living, they're all in. No one's got their chips back. Everything's on the table, if that makes sense. And I'm right there with them. I buy as much as I can right now, constantly. Like I'm, drives my wife crazy. I'm constantly like emptying the bank account. Let's get more, let's get more. Like we can't even save money. I wanna invest everything. I mean, you should anyway, right? You guys have heard of something called inflation, right? 
It means you're only, I mean, by cash is worth nothing, nor will it be for a long time, as long as we have inflation. I mean, if you've got a hundred thousand in the bank, you really only have 90,000 bucks. That's what it buys you right now. Prices are going up all around you. So that little bit of cash is getting worth less and less. Think of it as slowly becoming the peso, very slowly, but it's becoming that. It's not worth much. It's losing value for you. So your relative rate of return is like a negative 9%. You're losing about 9% of the value of your money if it sits in the bank. And I know it's hard to not look at big piles of money in your bank account. It's very fun to do. Just like anything that tastes good, it's probably fattening. It's not good for you. So don't do it. Stop staring at money in the bank. It's losing money for you. Invest it. And then you can actually see a 30% turnaround because if you put it in real estate right now, that's going up 20% a year. So not only are you not losing 9%, you're picking up 20%. Now you're a smart investor. That's where the smart money is. That's what hedge funds are doing. So stop sitting on piles of cash that are getting devalued. Hell, at least buy Bitcoin or something, you know? Do something, but don't sit on money. I prefer real estate. It's pretty safe. I can predict it. It's tangible. I can touch it. That's my thing. And it earns, you know, it earns cash flow. Make sense? Good question on why are we so behind on real estate? That's why. Now, let me tell you some things about buyer demand too. I'm just going to make this even stronger. Don't worry. I'm going to share all these with you too. You guys will be able to download all this. But if you, I, I, I want you to see some other things that have kind of unique. And this is why another reason, if rates do go up, if mortgage rates do go up, another reason I'm not worried. Because I don't think that's going to stop buyer demand. High prices have never stopped buyer demand before. We, we love to spend, you know? Here's another reason. We've never been richer as Americans. When you look at like how much we pay on our mortgage payments, you, you can see here, like this is 1985. This is the percentage of our disposable income as the average American pays towards their mortgage payments each month. And you can see over time, that went up really, really high in two th during the, the last housing boom, 2005 and six. People were paying a huge chunk in 2005 and six. And even though home prices have gone up and rates have really maintained the same, I mean, they've gone down a little bit since 2006 and seven, but not much. I mean, when they go from like four and a half percent down to 3%, I mean, it, you know, it's hasn't been a huge dramatic turn. Look at how rich Americans are getting that they just aren't borrowing that much. They've got so much equity in their properties because they're putting a lot more money down. You know, people have tons of money right now. Cash is the opposite of king. They just have, people are very, very wealthy and they just don't have big mortgage payments. So they can sustain an increase in rates. If they have to put more of their income towards rates, they totally have all, more room than they've ever had, at least going back all the way to 1975. I mean, since that period, which is what, over 50 years, we've never been in a better position to sustain an increase in interest. I mean, remember the 80s when I was showing you a 17 to 18% interest rate? This was the percentage of household debt. See what I mean? Then we drop all the way down 
to like five, four percent rates, and people are still borrowing more. Not crazy. Now we're way down here, man. We're ready for some rate increases. We really are. If they do actually happen and the government actually allows them to go through, I'll tell you, we've never been in a better position to sustain it. Again, I don't really care because supply and demand is what really controls here. And we certainly don't have enough of that. I'll continuously go back to that. But let me show you this. It gets better. I guarantee you, most of you can't believe how good your credit scores are. Because look at the freaking credit scores. This goes back to 2003. And, and the lavender is the number of people that have above a 760. And this is, a, and the dark gray is the people that have above a 720. Then if you go into 2005, seven, nine, 11, 13, 15, 18, 19, holy crap. Look at the percentage that has above a 760 score in America. Look at that. This is the people that have bad credit down here. Almost no one has bad credit. Like it's phenomenal. If you don't think that that doesn't impact buyer demand, people can sustain. They can afford a lot. So they are going to fight these hedge funds and these big investors. They're going to keep trying to buy with them. You just got to learn how to help them. You just got to learn how to help them because it's going to be a little different how we help them, right? Another reason that they're so rich. I mean, look what has happened to the equity they have. I mean, they've got, they're sitting on tons of tons of equity. I mean, if we go all the way back again to the early fifties, even though we saw housing prices pretty much going up at the same rate from the fifties all the way to present day, it didn't work that way with equity. It kept going up, kept going up, went up quite a bit during the housing boom. Then there was that little recession that turned around pretty quick. And by 2010, we were at 11, we were all the way back. And then what happened over the next decade? People have tons of equity, three times more equity than they did 10 years ago. People can cash out, people can refinance, people can get home equity lines of credit. People can do so much with their financial position now. The American population has never, ever been more successful. And this has nothing to do with presidents. So if you're all hopped up on different presidents, it doesn't. If you'll notice those charts went through a Republican, through a Democrat, through another Republican and through Democrats. It just went up through all of them. Everyone took credit for it. Don't get me wrong. And they're still going up through a Democrat. Nothing's going the wrong way. Make sense? They love to all take credit for it. Taxes didn't matter. Taxes have been raised, decreased, didn't matter. Kept going. If you look at the Dow Jones, same thing. Unemployment's ridiculously low again. It's been getting lower and lower since the recession. See what I'm saying? Really, really, really 
healthy economy right Thank you for listening to this episode of the Real Estate Trainer Podcast, sponsored by Eisenhower Coaching and Consulting. For more information about real estate coaching or to watch Brian's training videos, check out therealestatetrainer.com or find us on social media. And remember, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you get the latest episodes as soon as they're available.